welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Good Fight Sports Podcast. My name is uh, Kenny Kramer and I'm happen to be joined today by two of the uh, varsity girls players, uh, Michaela Kuski. And uh, Pilot News MVP, Lucy Shirk. Hello. And so today we're going to do a uh, bi-county recap. Uh, That was the biggest thing that happened uh, in the area. So we're going to start off uh, Monday night. Um, Girls played Oregon Davis and uh, boys played Odia as well. Girls won 47-28 and the guys won 68-28. So a complete domination on both sides of both girls and boys. Uh, so uh, we got some girls leading scores. We had Halen with 13, re- uh, 13 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, Michaela Kuski had 11 points, 6 steals, 2 rebounds, 1 block shot, and 1 assist. Lucy Shirk had 10 points, 8 rebounds, 1 block, 1 assist. And also Brooke Edison had 9 points, 6 rebounds, 6 steals, and 5 assists. Uh, stats stuffers. For sure. Uh, so I want to kind of get your guys' take on, like, what was the game plan going into the game and uh, what were the keys to uh, winning the game? Um, I don't remember that far back. Um, I think our biggest keys were we knew going into the game that they weren't the hardest team we were going to play in the mm-hmm. tournament. And going into the game – our our main keys for every game is to take care of the ball, mm-hmm. set the tone defensively, and uh, what's the last one? <laughs> I can't remember what the last one was. <laughs> uh, I can't think of the last one, but I know they always like say play with confidence and have yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. So that's really what we try and focus on is our defense, um, taking taking care of the ball and to have fun and play with confidence. I know watching the game, I saw uh, you, Michaela, out there for sure. You were. You were getting thrown around, and you were just enjoying it. It almost looked like you enjoyed it, but you really didn't enjoy it, uh, especially where there was, like, one time where a girl shoved you, and you were you just walked to the huddle back laughing about it. And yeah. So so basically, most of my assignments are just to annoy the point guard. That's my assignment. It's not even score most of the time. It's just annoy the point guard. And so that girl really didn't like me. And so there's a bunch of times she would shove, but the refs didn't see it. So... That's what, when I would walk back to the bench, I'm just laughing because I think it's funny because nobody's seeing it, but she's really frustrated by how I'm playing. And you, re- you really took her out of the game, too. I mean, she was really out of her comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. We, we just did well defensively on that game. That's what really got us going. Yeah. And uh, the boys on the other side of the ball, uh, Colin Zarnecki had 23, six rebounds, three seals, two assists. To all of Laville fans, that's really not a surprise. Uh, the kid uh, Zarnecki's averaging twenty points, over twenty points a game. Um, also, Ryan James had eight points, four rebounds, six assists, three steals. We'll get more into Ryan James later on. Um, and then Michael Good had eight points as well. Um, and then during the week, uh, the girls of JV lost to New Prairie forty-five thirty-three uh, in their semifinal game. Um, they got down fourteen to one in the first quarter, and. Uh, they fought back, uh, valiant effort, but came up on the uh, short end of the stick. 
So we're going to move to Thursday night now, and the girls played Argus um, in the second semifinal game, and that was after New per- uh, Bremen um, opened up a can of what butt in the second half and beat New Prairie eighty to sixty-two behind thirty-one from uh, Kira Foster. Um, and there's going to be an interesting matchup there in the uh, uh, championship game for the girls uh, between Kira Foster and Michaela Kuski. We'll get more into that later. Um, and then on – so the leading scores for the girls uh, Thursday, Lucy Shirk had a double-double, 17 points uh, seventeen points and 10 rebounds. Also, Halen Kwiatkowski added 13 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. And then Michaela also added 7. Uh, so in that game, uh, we're going to do the same thing. So what was your – what was the game plan for that game? Um, and then kind of keys for – I don't know, like for – maybe the both of you or just for the whole game? Um, <clears throat> I feel like the keys were m- mostly the same. I mean, come out, play hard on defense, kind of set the tone for the game, control the pace of the game. We knew that they liked to run the ball in transition, so we needed to get out there and control the tempo as soon as we could so they don't just keep running us up in mm-hmm. transition. Um, they had some good shooters, um, so we were – we went – a lot of us had assignments that we needed to not help on defense or stay on your girl, keep a high hand so that we have to contest the shots so that we they don't make all their shots. And I think we did pretty well. Um, my assignment wasn't too hard because <laughs> um, she was left-handed. She had to – I basically just had to stay behind her and just – not foul so mine was not the hardest assignment i've ever had to do so that and grab rebounds too yeah <laughs> which you grab 10 of them so um kayla yours is probably what the same thing stop the point guard yeah it's pretty much the same thing with stop the point guard um normally i'm on a shooter or someone to uh, that normally scores a lot of points but that game my assignment was just to, to actually help off a lot because the girl that was point guard was number 12 and she just liked to drive and kick so all I had to do is make sure I stayed in front with her and then when they went to other shooters like Dunlap and um, Samantha Redingler she was number 10 um, I just had help for like Halen and them because they would they just shot the ball well mm. and then so we're gonna go Friday night now uh, boys varsity beat Argus 59 uh, 52 a little closer than what people would have liked, but we got it done. Uh, John Glenn in the first game. Um, well, Triton didn't even show up. Um, Glenn was up 42-8 to eight at one point, and it wasn't even close. Um, so in that game, Collins Zernecki had 29, five rebounds, two assists. Lucas Plummer added 11, uh, five steals, three rebounds, one assist. And then Ryan James had seven points, six rebounds, two assists, and two steals. Um so, I mean, that kid is just all over the floor. Uh, so, championship Saturday, girls faced Bremen, and, and the boys faced um, John Glenn. So, in the first game, um, Lady Lancers captured their first uh, bi-county championship since 1993 and their fourth overall title, uh, winning 43-40 to over the Lions. Uh, as a fan... A little closer than what I would have liked. <laughs> Just going to say that now. But a win is a win. Um, so the leading scores in that game, uh, Brooke Edison had 16. Um, 
Lucy, obviously the pilot news MVP, had 10. Uh, Halen and Michaela both had six. So I want to start with you because I know what your game, what the game plan for you was, was stop Foster. Uh, so kind of just talk about, you know, how you, how you actually did stop her and uh, what was the, like, what made you successful in uh, stopping her? Um, normally going in the games, I think about what I want to do on defense. But at the start of that tournament, um, I came out of the Knox game with around 15, 16 points. So I was, my offense was starting to really, like, excel. But I knew this game, I said, I knew I had my scores, Lucy, Halen, Brooke. They always pick up points. So I was like, my game tonight was defense. I didn't really focus much on offense. So I think that's really what helped me is my mindset was defense. I mean, obviously I wanted to help the team offensively, but I knew that wasn't going to be my role that night. Mm -hmm. So coming into the just the very first play of the game, I knew I just had to face guard her. I had to be on her 24-7, whether she had the ball, whether she didn't, because all their offense flows through her, whether or not she has the ball. So it also kind of struck me when she had 31 points against New Prairie. So I was like, okay, I need to really focus up on her. I need to make sure she doesn't even score 15 on me because that was my goal was to at least not have her give half of what she had. So, yeah, that was my assignment was really just to annoy her and make sure that she didn't score more than what I wanted. <laughs> and she finished with 11 points, but I don't think what – she only scored, what, two points she on scored, you? She scored two on me because – we had a turnover, and she stole the ball in the passing lane and went and scored a layup on me. But other than that, yeah, she just had two on me. So going a 20-point difference in scoring, that is crazy. Um, obviously, um, it was great It was great to watch having a kind of front-row seat, even though mm-hmm. not really being a fan and being a fan at the same time. Um, it was fun to watch. Uh, so going down the stretch – um, if you guys remember what Coach Amor said, um, especially in those times where you guys were turning the ball over late in the game, what was he saying to you guys? What was the message he was kind of uh, driving home for you guys? Take care of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just – we had to – I mean, we had some dumb turnovers at the very end of the game that we could have capitalized on. But I feel like mainly he – he knew that we wanted the game more than Bremen did. Like he knew that we wanted to win, and we just went out there, and he basically just told us to play good, like play good defense and take care of that ball because it's going to be a determining factor at the end of the mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah, he just told us to take care of the ball because he, he he ensured in us our confidence because as a team coming into that we had better like percentage-wise to take care of the ball because Bremen averaged more turnovers than what we did. And so I think a lot of the beginning of the game with our turnovers, it was just because we weren't settled. I think both teams were just super nervous to play that game. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the game, I think it was just we were we were excited. We were ready to win, but we just had to finish the game first to get that win. So I think we were just there was just a couple turnovers, like Lucy said, that we could have probably capitalized on. But we found a way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the start of the game, it was crazy. It was 4 nothing in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. There was more turnovers and fouls than points combined in that first quarter. That was mm-hmm. – I, yeah. I was both watching the game and listening behind me to uh, uh, Tony Ross calling the game on Max 98.3. It was like they were going like – there's like 13 fouls and 13 – like 17 turnovers. This is ridiculous. I mean, it's like it's a sloppy game, but mm-hmm. it almost – 
favored you guys. You guys kind of like those, not really you guys turning the ball over, but getting the other team to turn the ball over more, a little bit more physical. I've, you guys seem to like, like, like it, like, like a, almost like a dog fight. You guys want to be out there just like going crazy. I mean, you were just off the, Michaela, you were off the wall. Just, you were just bouncing off of each wall. You were like going nuts on defense. It was, I don't know how you're standing here right now. I would be tired right now. I'm tired just looking at you, and we're like 36 hours past that game. Yeah. Um, it was just crazy. All the fouls. I think that's what we capitalized on is because how aggressive they were, we took care of the ball as much as there was turnovers. When they would get close to us, we would drive on them, so we created those fouls. Um, I know a couple of those were definitely ticky-tacky because we definitely – ran over each other like there's one I dove for the ball and the girl I just got under there and she got on top of me so that became a foul but there was just I think we just capitalized and played the game how it was going and Bremen didn't know how to respond to that because they just like to push and go they don't like to be stuck on offense running with good defense on them mm. they like to just get layups and go right yeah I feel like we I feel like we play off of like that aggressiveness like we kind of try to match it and so for us I feel like that was a great way to kind of not necessarily a great way but a good way to kind of start the game off to have that aggressive defense and for them to keep turning the ball over and then to go back on offense and then foul us and just keep going up with the try to get to the bonus but I feel like we definitely play off of how teams play so if they would have came out slow, it would have been like we would have came out slow. <laughs> so I feel like since they came out aggressive, it was a good pace for us to start off the mm. game with. And you guys hit your free throws down the stretch too, which mm -hmm. you watching some of the games, there's been a couple of struggles, a couple of nights with free throws. Um, you guys work on free throws a lot. I know it's a dumb question, but you guys work on free throws a lot yeah, in practice. Every practice. Every, practice. Every one, practice. One practice we had to make 30 before we could leave. Yep. Like, yeah. It was we do it at least once, if not multiple times throughout practice. Yeah. And, like, to end down back, down and backs running, so we'll have people shoot so we don't have to run. So we're always working on them. It's, it's definitely helped because, I mean, yeah. a lot of the games, it's, like, free throws are what wins or loses the game. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so, uh, so we got post-game celebration, uh, locker room. What did Coach Amor say to you guys? Uh, you two are laughing. I also kind of know because <laughs> I, I was told what will happen. But – like kind of like walk me through it's like what did coach amor say when he came into the locker room and then let's hear that what actually did happen um we were expecting him to come in all hype and like let's go and he came in a little like teary and we're like okay like this is different <laughs> um but uh no he was just i mean he was so excited he was just an overload of emotions um this is a, one of the goals that he set for us, and he knew we could achieve it. And so just for us to achieve it, he was I mean, he was ecstatic about it. But um, he went through and talked to all the players and saying, like, what we did well and, like, everything like that just to tell everyone and, like, reassure them how well they did. And then we had a little fun at the end there. Yeah. So to build off of what Lucy just said, basically, like, when he walked in, he was so emotional. We were expecting, because the Argus game when we won, because that was a good game, and when we, he came in, he came in all hyped and was yelling. Like, we were like, that's what he's going to walk in. He walks in, and he's, like, basically sobbing. We're like, what's going on here? And um, 
he just I it meant so much to him as it did to us and so I think it through us it like accomplished something for him because mm. um I know he told some like reporters and stuff he's like I've been wanting to win a bike county since I was in fourth grade and mm. he said I never got that opportunity he said I got to a championship game with Glenn he said we lost he said it was heartbreaking but he's like I knew like in that that I want to become like a coach I wanted to help and it's just crazy to see the full circle because his um sister Hannah that used to coach for us that um passed away mm. she coached almost all of the girls on our team when we were in seventh and eighth grade helped really build the program back up and so to see that full circle and for him to come and coach us and then win a bike county was just it was just crazy there were so many different emotions of it's been 30 years it's been emotional it's been a rough ride but it's like we finally did it mm. so it was just great and so what also happened in the locker room after you got done talking to everybody okay so <laughs> We're talking about, because there's sectional draw and stuff, and so we're talking about pizza and whatnot, what we're going to eat, and then he brings it in, because we don't have any practice on Monday, and so he brings it in, and London, she says, there's one more thing I have to say, and she says, Bremen took the L, and we all started spraying water, going crazy, (laughs) he ran out of the locker room. Then we have JT, our assistant head coach, and he's running around trying to avoid the water. He's running through stalls and getting around. So it was just so much fun to be a part of because there's so many different emotions. Walking in, him crying, him getting emotional, and then telling us how much he, how much it meant to him and how much, how well we did. And then for us to turn to a really happy moment of just having fun and spraying water on him. I, I saw there's a short little video floating around on Facebook about it, and it was it was hilarious. Uh, just seeing just seeing like the like the, the excitement on you guys it was it was awesome and just you just dousing the guy with water i mean him trying to run out of the locker room mm-hmm. uh it was it was funny so uh uh lucy i just want to ask like what is, what is winning the the pilot news mvp mean to you um i mean it was it was great um it was just more emotion than i already had but um no, it was it was a great experience the whole tournament and I honestly never thought that from two years ago, three years ago when we were losing first round by county, like I didn't honestly think that we would get to this point and to be able to be the MVP and be nominated by that, that was just a it was a really great moment for me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um so we're gonna switch over to the uh the boys. Boys went in playing uh, John Glenn, the the favorite, and had won four straight by county championships, um, and they were looking for their fifth for the first time that would ever be a five peat. Um, and the boys came out and surprised me um, for sure, um, and they captured their sixth overall title and their uh, first since twenty eighteen with a fifty four fifty two win over Glenn. Um, Zarnecki, uh, Colin Zarnecki was the MVP for the for the boys. He had 19 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Ryan James had 12 points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals. Lucas Plummer had 10 points, four assists, two rebounds. Uh, Michael Good had nine. Also had a dunk and three rebounds. Uh, and then Bryson Hanna for Glenn led all scores with 22. Um, I heard interesting story on Ryan James. Uh, Michaela, your dad told me about what you what you kind of watched him doing. Um, 
before the game. So kind of talk like walk like walk us through like what did you see Ryan James doing before the game or like what was he what was he working on? So it was just so crazy and like so I don't even know how to describe it, but just he was such a hard worker that week. Like every time before each game he was in the gym an hour, hour and a half before shooting around, practicing the shots that he perfected in every game that he did shooting free throws and those moments that he needed to capitalize in the game. I think it was just so cool because he was such a, a team player, but yet he capitalized in all these different areas. And considering his size, because he really isn't that tall, he just mm. he maneuvers and finds a way to work. And that's what – it was so cool to see him shoot his – I know the game on Saturday because we came in like an hour early for us to shoot around and stuff, and he was already there. And he was shooting free throws – he was practicing how to go up with a layup with people there. Like, it was just, it was crazy to watch because then that night I just saw him do that in the game. It's like, he really wanted this. Like, you could tell Ryan wanted this win. Hmm. And uh, his matchup the whole night was guarding Bryson Hanna. Mm-hmm. Bryson Hanna is not your average dude. Mm-mm. That dude is built. <laughs> um, and Ryan James, uh, there is a definite height advantage, almost a I would say almost a full foot, maybe foot and a half height difference. Um, but he he kind of just put that aside and was like, I'm, I'm not going to let you score a whole lot. And Bryson Hanna, even though he had 22 points, um, he really wasn't a whole factor for uh, John Glenn. Um, so it was the first boy-girl sweep in LaVille history. Um, and I think the first time, uh, since 2005, um, Glenn did it. No surprise there. Um, but so, uh, so question for you guys: what What's made the team so successful this year? I think our coaches definitely have a huge part in our success, um, and just not not giving up. I mean, we we started out the season when we lost our first game. Um, and then we had a big win over South Central, and it kind of just went from there. And we had a a great run. I think we won what seven in a row, mm-hmm. like main history with that. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we got sick, we had injuries, and we kind of hit down for a while. And going into that Knox game, coach said it only takes one game to start a winning streak, and we've mm-hmm. we've capitalized on that, and we want to keep going. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's what I was – we started the season – we didn't start the first game so well, but after that we just took off. And like Lucy said, the South Central game, that was just a turning point. We were definitely the underdogs in that. Um, they had they were big. They were good. But we just capitalized. We did all the right things. I think our def- that's the best defensive game we've ever played. Everybody was talking. Everybody was moving. Um, we got hurt and sick in the middle of it, and that really did not help. And – I think we lost a little bit of confidence there because we had such a great winning streak and we made some history with the mm. the 7-0 thing. And then um, we had a big game against Mishawaka and that was the first time we beat them in a long time at their place. And so I think just the confidence in the coaches of like what Lucy said, we kept reiterating in practice, it only takes one. It only takes one to start. It only takes one to win. And... Um, yeah, that's, I think, been the whole thing for our season. I think after coming out of this bi-county win, it's just going to really help us go for Culver and Knox because we have those this week and into sectionals because in sectionals we get a rematch with North Judson, who we lost to on senior night, which wasn't the best, but um, 
I think we'll, it's it's been a good season. Hmm. So, uh, like, I'm going to ask each of you individually, um, taking, like, your basketball experience out, what is what is what would Bi County mean to what does Bi County mean to you guys? Uh like individually. Like what does it mean to you? What does it mean to win the Bi County? Um I know like most of you have probably grown up in the Ville system for a while. Um uh, so what what does it mean to you guys just be able to play, win and just overall what does it mean? Um I think it's a huge community thing, honestly. It's um I mean it's it's huge all around us and all the communities around us and um being able to bring that title back home and not have Bremen take it for the fourth year in a row um I think it was just it was just emotional it was emotional for all of us to think that we finally get to bring that title back home after 30 years mm. um personally for me um I did not really grow up in the LaVille system. I was originally going to go to Penn. So when I was younger, because I knew all the Coxes, I knew Riley, I came came watching um, to those games when I was little, and I would sit on the bench and see all this stuff. And, like, Bike County is a huge thing. It just looks so much fun. I just wanted to be a part of it. Mm. But yet I was going to Penn. So I was like, oh, I'll just come and watch these games. Well, um, funnier things happened when my brother became a freshman. We all transferred over to LaVille, so mm. I finished my years out over at the Penn System, and then I came sixth grade year. Never would have thought that I would have been playing basketball, because that wasn't really my sport, but I started playing sixth grade year, and um, just ever since then, it just was like, hey, there's something, like, this is fun, like, I'm going to keep doing this, and then, like, to think now that we won a TCU Bi-County thing since 30 years it's been crazy and now that I'm on varsity because last year's world of difference for especially Burke and I like we would never thought we would have been starting um playing almost the whole game because it just there was no confidence in us and so now that we have that and that um we get to share that as a whole with the community I just I love the tournament it honestly means more to us than a lot of times the sectionals just because of the closeness of the community mm. and you guys you guys most of the teams know each other fairly well um, I sense a little hostility coming from you when you mentioned Bremen. Uh, I like the hostility towards Bremen. I like it. Um, but the, I mean, the teams know each other. I mean, they're, I mean, Bremen, LaVille and Glenn are only separated by 11 miles. So, I mean, everyone knows each other and it makes for a great, great games. And obviously, and the two games on Saturday night were, a testament to that they were good games the gym was packed student sections for both teams were well for two teams were going absolutely nuts Bremen's was a little lackluster but we won't talk about that um so guys have mentioned sectional draws a lot who do you guys have in your sectional draw and where's your sectional draw happening um we drew north judson and it's at north judson this year um yeah, we're going. We're looking to go get a little revenge from senior night. So, um, I'd say the top the top three teams out of our section are definitely um, us, North Judson, and South Central. And then we got some other teams in there. We got South Bend Career Academy, which aren't they aren't the best. Wheeler isn't the best. And then um, Whitening. The they are playing. They're playing um, South Central first. But, so out of that draw, we're like, okay, it'd be nice to get, like, a South Bend team, Wheeler team, maybe get a bye, that'd be nice, but, like, hey, if we're going to draw them, we're going to have to see them at some point, so 
to start off with North Judson, we just have a big assignment, especially like what Lucy said, to get our revenge because senior night, we could have won that game and we still didn't play the best. Like, I remember the first quarter, second quarter, like our shots, we shot so many times, just did not fall. Layups, free throws, just all shots in general. Like, we can win this game. So I think we just have to have the mindset that it's possible and that it, once we get past North Judson that we can take it. We're good. So you you guys, like, kind of sounds like you guys are going in with, like, nothing to lose, kind of like a chip on your shoulder. Like, okay, you've beaten us once before. Bring it on. We're ready for the fight. Is yeah. that kind of – it's kind of the sense, and like, how I'm reading you guys. It's like it's – I think that's what is going on. Yeah, and I think also having this – this bi-county championship – so close to sectionals it gives us confidence it gives us like motivation and kind of like we got two games left the regular season we can we can win those and we can go and we can keep going and we can win sectionals and I think being able to have this past weekend be so exciting for us is really I think it's really going to help us going into sectionals um yeah I totally agree with everything she just said I think it just it really brings our confidence out and that we know how to play and that this rest of this week we can win and that sectionals will have we'll have a good week. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing you guys play in sectional. Um, good luck to the both of you. Um, you guys have played Career Academy before, right? Yes. <laughs> you guys won by 41, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I was at that game, and Lucy, your mom was like, I don't know why you're here. Um, you picked the wrong game to come to. I was like, well, i am got nothing else better to do. And, well, yeah, it was – it was uh, – we won't even – it was about the same type of game as uh, John Glenn Triton. Let's just say that. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh, not for LaVille. <laughs> for Career Academy. Um, uh, Godspeed to their program. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, any last thoughts from you guys? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that pause right there. You guys just look at each other like, uh, wait, what? Uh, so that's going to wrap up uh, episode three of the Good Fight Sports podcast. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, have a good day. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you should go check out the rest of our episodes on our website at ccflugnutspodcast.com. You can also listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages by searching the Lugnuts Podcast Group. Thanks for listening, and remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we.